Welcome to the Coming Clean Podcast with your host, Peter O. For over 25 years, entrepreneur, speaker, and CEO Peter O. Estevez has built businesses all over the world, and today he shares his experiences, failures, and successes along the side of some of the most sought-after thought leaders to help you pave your way to success. Please welcome to the show your host, Peter O. Estevez. Hello, and welcome to the episode of Coming Clean Podcast. This is your host, Peter O. Estevez. And today we have the honor and the privilege to have none other than Master Sri Akashana. Master, welcome. Namaste, Peter. Thank you for having me on your show. Thank you for joining us. You know, I have followed you uh, on YouTube, your YouTube channel that has literally thousands. Uh, I don't know if you exceeded in, into the million yet, uh, but last time I saw one of your, your episodes, you were at 800,000 plus. Uh, I don't know what that figure is at right now. Uh, but I, I think it's uh, 1.4 million or something. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I, I follow you in Clubhouse. I attended many of your rooms. I follow your spiritual leadership and guidance and all that positive energy that you bring into the world. And I guess my first question is, why are you dubbed the title, the Yogi with the Lamborghini? That is a funny story, actually. That is only to reach out to the right people. And it's very interesting because it's a hard title to live up to. You, there's a lot of backlash from it because if you think about it, uh, spirituality and wealth is very controversy. It's like, how can you be spiritual and talk about money? That is wrong. And then the people who are money orientated is like, what's this spiritual stuff? What are you talking about? You know, it doesn't, this nonsense. So it's bringing two worlds together. And if we look from a point of view to get a message out there, then we have to do something that's disruptive to be able to reach more people. So we have to speak on that vibration. If every single day I was just to be the uh, yogi from the Himalayas, so every day is namaste, 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 who would my message reach out to? It will reach out to everybody who is in namaste. But that's not the people who need the most on this level of consciousness. The people who need it are the people who are material orientated, the people who are, oh, Lamborghinis, cars, mansions, uh, girls, and all this type of stuff. So that's the audience that needs to be awakened. The only way to tap into that audience is if I start speaking a little bit on that language and create that intrigue for them to first come in. If they first come in, you'll realize, if you watch all of my videos, actually, it's not about Lamborghini. My, my message, even if the Lamborghini is there, my message is still love and positivity. So it's to awaken those spirits by speaking at their vibration, then taking them along the journey. Absolutely. I love it. I love the explanation. Thank you so much for, for being so detailed about it. With that in mind, let me ask you a question. Is there anything wrong with spirituality and abundance of the desire for money or wealth or richness? So the thing is this. As a community, as the, uh, how, how people are conditioned is the likes of money is the root of all. And then they'll be able to finish that sentence. And although some people will not believe it, but they'll still be able to finish that sentence. That's because we've been conditioned that way. And so they think it's that, but it's not that. It's the greed of money that is evil. So if we think about greed, if somebody thinks money is everything, that becomes problem. Then it can come negativity. 
And it can come greed, it can come stealing, it can come killing, it can come all these things. But if people understand that money is just like anything else, is actually neutral. It's not good, it's not bad. Just like a knife, it can kill someone or it can save someone's life, right? Absolutely. In the same way, in the same way, money is like that. Money given to somebody who has a lot of love for people, well, you can actually feed so many people. You can help so many people. You can help a lot of the natural disasters that are happening, people who are suffering, you can help with that money because we live in a world of money. So how can we say it's not important? But if one becomes their life, their happiness depends on money, then that becomes a problem. Hmm. I love it. Absolutely. So there's absolutely nothing wrong with the desire for money or abundance as long as we are conscientious that we want to make a good impact in, in the universe. That's right. That's with, right. With, with that in mind, Master, let's talk about the correlation between the law of attraction and manifestation. What is the correlation? How do they go together or do they go together? So uh, a lot of it is very similar because First of all, to understand that when we say manifest, if you look what manifest means, if somebody manifests something, it means they uh, thought something and created it into reality. So in the same sense as how you manifested your breakfast today or anybody else manifested their breakfast today, they use manifestation because what they did, they thought about the breakfast, they believed that they could achieve the breakfast, they took action towards the breakfast, and as a result of it, they were open to receiving the breakfast and they consumed the breakfast. So they manifested breakfast. They manifested a meeting. They manifested being watching the show right now. Everything is manifested. So that is just from thought to reality, there's manifestation. Law of attraction is saying that you attract what you are. So then really correlates to law of vibration also, which is, is science. This is no mystical woo-woo crazy thing because it's science. Science has it. Energy is everything. Everything is energy. We are energy. Science has it. Energy travels in waves, or we can call vibrational frequency. It moves up and down. And science has it that things that are similar vibrational frequency will come together, just like a radio channel. When you are tuned into one vibrational frequency, you get one reality. When you tune into a fine tune a different way, you get a different reality. So law of attraction works like that. But Law of attraction does not mean that you will for sure manifest into your physical reality. Law of attraction only says that when you become a certain th vibration, then that opportunity will be in front of you. For example, the love of your life or money opportunity, or I'm, I'm trying to manifest an investor. Investor shows up in front of you. But the missing link that a lot of people miss out on is that there needs to be a physical skill to accumulate into physical reality, whether it's action or whatever skill that's required, like communication. You can be in the right vibration and the love of your life can be right in front of you. But do you need to open your mouth and say something? Do you need to have confidence? I'm sure you do. So you cannot just sit there, visualize and say, okay, and then open your eyes. Oh, I'm married. How did that happen? You see, so law of attraction is just bringing the thing close, but taking it or receiving it requires human skills. So law of attraction in, in, in very simple layman words presents the opportunity. Mm. The action has to be upon us with the right skills as words and action. Is that that's right? Okay. That's right. Yes. So, so let's talk about manifestation because you, you describe manifestation as we manifest everything. But a lot of people see manifestation in a singular state 
They want to manifest a relationship. They want to manifest abundance. They want to manifest a car, a job, uh, a trip, whatever it may be. So it becomes very singular. It becomes very specific to the individual needs. What is the difference between manifesting something? Is that the same thing as manifesting a goal? Is that the same thing as manifesting whatever desire? What is the difference? And how do we become so singular to be able to attract that that we want? I think the the best way to put this is more um first number one to understand is everything is manifested meaning this room is manifested uh i did not accidentally appear in this room looking like this it was manifested it started from thoughts somebody thoughts to do something this chair is manifested somebody thought to create it it always starts from thought manifestation always starts from thought the problem is that our brains processes millions of pieces of information every moment And when it's processing it, it's a vibration because everything is energy and everything is attracting. That's why a lot of the time people are like, wait there a second, but I didn't attract this idiot or whatever. But actually everything is attracted because maybe you didn't consciously attract it, but you subconsciously, you may have had a thought one day. That thought could have been, I hope I don't meet people like that again. But because you were of that vibrational frequency, guess what? You attract another one of those. And so that's why sometimes people say bad luck happens in threes because they stay in that spiral and they stay in that vibration and it keeps coming for them. So everything is manifested. But I think, Peter, what you were more referring to is when people are singular, thinking about one thing they want to manifest, we will refer to that as deliberate creation. So deliberate creation creation is saying, so our subconscious is going on and it's manifesting. Our conscious is going on, it's manifesting. Our superconscious is manifesting. Everything is manifesting. And then how do we take it to the forefront of our consciousness to say, I am aware of everything that I that is happening in my thoughts. And how can I deliberately eliminate all of the unwanted things, the negativity and the unwanted uh, things that, that, that I don't want in life? How can I eliminate all of that? How can I remove all of that? How can I be so peaceful? That in my mind, all of my energy, all of my focus, all of my thoughts can be channeled towards one thing. When it is, then that thing was being manifested. Okay. So that's basically operating from a single state of consciousness where we don't allow our subconscious and our conscious to be in opposites. Rather, they become into alignment. So we become present and channeling focus into that one singular thing that we want. Is that it? So align, that is it. Perfection, alignment. <laughs> Thank you so much. So, so, so let me ask you something. And I'm going to quote you from one of your videos. You said that you need to let go of that one thing that you want to be manifested into your life. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if I understand that correctly, that is when we get into a single state of consciousness. We let go, we don't think about it. But how is it that we talk about visualization meditation? that we talked about uh, visual boards, that we talked about writing our goals. So we are constantly reenacting that singular thing that we want to manifest into our present. So how is it that we need to detach ourselves from it if society tells us that we need to be constantly thinking about it in order to manifest? Very good question. So <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of the time we have an intention. Your intention, actually, you can be attached to you can be very much thinking about it every moment of every day that's not a problem the problem is when people become attached to outcome so the letting go is more to do with detaching from the outcome from the need of the outcome you see a very interesting vibrational shift happens when we are attached to outcome 
let's say, for example, I'm pitching for investment, or let's say, for example, I'm waiting for the love of my life to call me, right? When I'm like, why hasn't she called yet? Why hasn't she called yet? Why hasn't she called yet? And I'm attached to the outcome or why is my investor not got back to me? Why is my investor not got back to me? When I'm attached to that outcome, we need to ask one question. That's all. And the question is, is my vibration in scarcity vibration? Is it a negative vibration right now? Or is it in abundance vibration and trust and flow vibration, a positivity vibration? And I'm sure we will very easily distinguish that it is more on the negative side of this person is fearful that it may not happen. Now, that's a problem because always understand we don't attract what we want. We attract what we are, what vibrational frequency we are. So in those moments when we're attached to outcome, why is it not happening yet? Why is it not happening yet? Why is it not happening yet? It's not happening yet. It's not happening yet. That's the vibration. Therefore, it will continue to not happen yet, not happen yet, not, not happen yet, not happen yet. So instead, we detach from the outcome. We can say, yes, I'm setting my intention. You can set your intention all day long. That's not a problem. You don't need to let go of that. You can visualize all day long. That's not a problem but we have no attachment to outcome. We've all had this moment before where we're waiting for a text message. We wait, we wait, we wait. Why is, why is, why is not replying? Why is not replying? And it never replies. Then what happens is you put your phone down, you do something in the kitchen, you come back and you're like, oh, <laughs> they called. Right? So whenever we detach our vibrational shifts, when it shifts, then it eases, the energies flow and things come your way. So let me ask you a question. Do we actually receive sometimes our manifestation not in the package that we expected for example i want to manifest an investor that will contribute or participate with an investment of a million dollars okay does that necessarily mean that maybe there's an opportunity along the way that would lead me to raise those million dollars in a different way without being a physical investor and how do I look for those opportunities to make sure that I'm not missing the message from the universe? So that actually depends on clarity of intent. Okay. If all of my energies, and this is very tough, by the way, I, I say it so easily, but it's very hard to do. For a person to say all of their energies, meaning conscious, subconscious, every moment, every part of their being, their thoughts, their belief system, their actions, their speech, what they do, everything needs to be aligned. If everything is aligned to one manifestation, that means I am going to manifest uh, one investor that will give me $1 million and this investor will be like this, this specification. If I was so aligned with so much clarity and detail, Actually, the thing will manifest exactly that way. Really? Yes. But the thing is that how tough is it for one person to become that aligned? Because whenever we think about something, you're telling me that your subconscious mind will not sometimes be like, what if it doesn't happen? Well, maybe, maybe two is okay. Maybe five people is okay. Maybe, maybe, if they, maybe if it was a different opportunity, but it still made me money, it was okay. So the moment that happens, that's out of alignment. And so what happens is naturally for majority of people, it will never look exactly like the intent, which is what you were referring to before. So first of all, answering to it, yes, it can be exactly like it. And if everything was so congruent, it will be exactly like it. But majority of the time for most people, it will not look exactly like it. Why? Because they are unconscious of their unconscious. So in their unconscious, things are going on. Then suddenly it comes out in a different form. So it looks slightly different. You see, and then, and then they recognize, oh, 
I didn't realize I had to go through the next three years and then speak to uh, and then have 10 investors instead that finally got the million dollars. Oh my God, I manifested it, but it wasn't from one investor, right? And so that's still good news because you got it, right? It's still good. We manifested it. But that's because everything was not as congruent as can be. And that's normal. It's not a problem. So let me ask you a question. How do we reach that state of consciousness that we have such a clarity to be able to manifest what are some simple practices or exercises to reach that? Very level? good. To have that uh, amount of accuracy on the reality in, in, in human life is very, very tough. Why? Because we have too many distractions. Social media is distraction, is it not? One swipe is how many pieces of information go in you don't even know. Another swipe tells you all the fears and doubts of media and everything. Three more swipes and then you're finished for the day. Your mind is consumed with all this. So how do you be away from too much information? That is one that will help. The less information, the more your energy can be fine-tuned towards one thing. But because of everyday life and how humans are today and evolution, we use that thing. So to say restrict all will be very hard for people. Second thing is environment. So right now, actually, you were commenting previously before we started this interview about this room. I'm actually currently in isolation. I'm only using technology for a couple of hours a day, and I'm in here for a few weeks. So my bed is also here. My prayer, prayer uh, yoga, all everything is in one room, and I haven't been out of here uh, to see anybody. And I get I've got this two-hour window. Why this is practice for my next initiation. But it doesn't mean that everybody, because not everybody can do this. People, they say, if I need to cut all this out, cut out from all the noise outside, then how am I going to live my life? That's meaningless. For a lot of people, it's meaningless. For me, it's meaningful. Because here, I feel I am connecting with divine energies. I'm connecting with universe. It's most blissful. So people, they like to go to malls, shopping malls. They like to go to gym. They like to go to places, bars, pubs. When they go to these places, what happens? Everybody is talking. What is this? All information. When information comes in, we think. When we think, we manifest. So all of this is clutter. So second thing is environment. How do we practice to uh, be more away from all the noise that is happening outside? Yeah. Third thing is breath. When we continuously practice deep inhale, exhale, we'll find our minds will naturally calm. There'll be less thoughts going on when our focus is towards our breath. When we are calm, our mind is empty. It's a clean sheet. When our focus is on one manifestation, one goal only, all our energies are transferred there instead of all the different places it's scattered in. So that's another thing. What else? Plenty of things. Diet, uh, what people don't realize is our manifestation powers. Uh, let's not even talk about manifestation powers because it's too abstract for some people. We'll talk about our energies. Mostly is consumed where? A lot of people don't know. There's two places. And then the third, right? So the first place is the stomach. Why? Processing food. Most of our energies is used processing food. If we think about it, why do why a lot of the time we get into food coma? <laughs> we eat too much, then suddenly we need the time to sleep. It's used for that. Imagine if the, your, your, most of your energy, 70, 80% was not used for food. Imagine what you could do with that energy, right? Second place, thoughts. Our mind is overthinking. That's why some people that, oh, I'm thinking too much. I'm really tired of thinking. Because 
processing all the time too much information. Second place. Third place is sexual activities. That's the same thing. This is that's why Napoleon Hill also spoke about sexual transmutation. If energy goes out, it can manifest human beings. If we were to transmute that energy and not waste it out, and it uses to transmute, bring it up into visualization, actually, your manifestation powers becomes enhanced. So that becomes very valuable. What else? Things like caffeine, alcohol, fluoride. So much of these things are distortions for the mind, which will confuse the mind. But again, if the people who are listening to this might right now will probably think, I need to give up all of that. Well, in that case, I don't want this manifestation stuff anymore. Yeah. But you don't have to give up all of that. What we're saying is you manifest all the time. Even if you do all of those things, guess what? You still manifest. We are asking the question of how do we increase our manifestation powers? If you become intense and you become very strict with all of this thing, then your manifestation power becomes so great. <laughs> Incredible. Let me ask you, expand a little bit on what you say. When we are surrounded at the mall, at a bar, at a restaurant, wherever, and we're attracting that energy, we're actually manifesting and attracting the energy and the manifestation of those people around us. Besides that distraction from the world, can someone intentionally block our manifestation? You know, we talked about magic powers and dark powers and all kinds of stuff, but our beliefs of certain people, true or not true, whatever, that's, that doesn't matter. We're not here to challenge that. But can somebody intentionally block your manifestation? Let me answer this a slightly different way. We are part, we're, we're two parts. One part is what we call energy only is infinite. It's a spirit. It's a, it's a infinite energy. Mm. Right. Second is, is physical, is limitation. Uh, it's limited. It, it only lasts how many years, you know? So that's physical. Wow. Right. So we have physical and metaphysical. So everything that we see in physical, life in physical, manifestation that we manifest in physical, for example, I just manifested the phone in my hand. Uh, right. That's a physically physical uh, manifested. Uh, everything is in physical is purely an interpretation of what will happen in metaphysical also. Yeah. So the question really to ask is this. Can somebody stop you from achieving what you want to achieve? The answer is yes, right? In physical form. So let's say, for example, you are running, uh, your goal is to go to the, towards the door. Can somebody stop you on the track? Sure. The answer is yes. yes. Can somebody yes. block you? The answer is yes. Can somebody have jealousy and say, no, you're not going? Yes. The answer is yes. Energetically, exactly the same. So energy-wise, people can stop you. But we, we, we feel that already. When somebody they uh let's say they don't physically stop you they use energy to stop you what's 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 an example my mom used to do it i used to say i used to say to her uh as a teenager say mom can i go out no mom please can i go out no mom please can i go out please i really want to go out <sighs> do whatever you want to do she, shifted you energy. she doesn't need to physically. She doesn't need to physically stop me, yeah. but she used her energy. Yeah. Yeah. Now she's in that state. Yeah, uh, is yeah. that blocking me? Yes, that's blocking me. Sure. May I not go out? It's possible I may not go out because of that. Sure. You see, because yeah. I hear that. So, does it happen? Yes, it does. Now, when you were talking about, uh, then we touched on a bit about dark energies or or, or this. Sure. Then, obviously, in the same way as physical human beings, there are some people who go out to kill people. Uh, then. In metaphysical, 
Would there be the same type of energy intent? It will be the same. So, of course, everything is positive and negative in the world. Thank you for that clarification. And let me expand on that a little bit. Why do I, why do I bring questions like that up? Because I know that as many rooms as you host, as I attend, as I participate in, as spirituality, love of attraction, manifestation has been democratized, for lack of a better word, digitized, for lack of a better word. Okay, and demonetized for a letter word, uh, for lack of a better word, we realize that this, which has been around since the universe has been around, has now become mainstream. Right? We are actually talking about it. To talk to a master, uh, a spiritual leader like yourself, we would only hear in the past of may, maybe going to India or going to Africa. And we would only hear, it was almost a mystical theory, a mystical story. We'd hear people like great uh, success stories like Steve Jobs or some of the leaders of their industries that would be able to have access to this type of woo-woo stuff, right? Now it's mainstream. Now we can talk about it in the internet. Okay, so that has shifted the interest of people It's picked the interest of people, but it also has guarded people to say, well, it's too woo woo. It's unreal. You know, you got to work hard. How is it that we are able to bridge to allow this to be more accessible and more receptive to people so they realize that this is energy? This is not something new. This has been around since the creation of the universe. Well, first of all, they must uh, be subscribed to your podcast show for sure, because then they'll awaken every day. <laughs> they'll start learning more about this. Yeah, it's a it's a journey. You see, it's very interesting when when we go on this journey of positivity. I'm sure you will be able to relate to this. Is that we want to? I mean, when we first become more awakened and more conscious, we want to share it with the world because it's like, oh my God, where have I been all this time? Yeah. And we find out very soon that the people we share it to, sometimes they're like, why are you so positive all the time? <laughs> or people are like, what are you talking about? You're going crazy, you know? What's it? <laughs> be, be, be a little bit more human. What's wrong with you, you know? So you start, you start getting that. And uh, what I say to people is a lot of people, they're trying to change people to become positive. In the midst of trying to change people, they become negative. So instead, we <laughs> it is because we get frustrated. Yes, by it. yes. So, so I say to people, I say you cannot you cannot change somebody else if you are not you're not strong with your energies, your positive energies. So you need, must maintain. And I say instead of trying to so much use uh, words to try and change people, why don't we use our vibrations to change people? So okay. instead, if we become happy every single day. One day, there will be some people who are very curious. What is What are they doing? How are they like that? When they hang around with you more, they feel your energies. They see how you interact with things. Then they'll slowly learn. That's how people learn best. If you look at kids, they learn best by watching, observing. You wow. see, it's the same thing. And I think that the saying, when they say the student is ready, then the teacher appears. I think that is the best thing because sometimes we try to force it upon people. Learn it now. Understand this. Uh, so we cannot force it upon people slowly slowly consciousness will rise people will become more conscious we just allow uh we try our best we you can create youtube channel do podcast show like you're doing spread the message further the people who will listen they'll listen and i'm sure the same thing with your podcast show there'll be people who'll be like this doesn't make any sense whatsoever but it's like Lovely. so be it that is where they are at right now is there people that are born with a higher state of consciousness 
they are innately able to tap into this source, into this energy than others. And, I, and I'm going to just go a little bit deeper. Is there are people like that we look at in our present state, in our current world, right? An Elon Musk, a Mark Zuckerberg, a Jeff Bezos. Do they operate from a different frequency than we do, Master? A lot has to do with, uh, now this will become a little bit more sounding woo-woo. A lot of it has to become uh, from past, past energy, past life, what we can refer to. But past life is not abstract, it's science. Energy cannot be created nor destroyed. It can only be transferred. Can your energy ever be destroyed? No, it has to transfer. So it's science. So it's because it's transferred and it's been there again and again and again. That's why you have some kids that are so aware. They know everything. Some, some kids are not so aware. It's like that. So like everything. So the same question you, we can ask, we say, are some people born to run faster? Some are not as fast? Yes. <laughs> can some play the piano better? Can some not? Yes. So it's like that. There is past, past life memory as well. Energies, they stick with that energy and it keeps moving. So it evolves from there. When we talk on the likes of people who are doing phenomenal work in the world, we're talking about so much so that they don't, they're not even trying to manifest in human form right now. They're saying manifest in space because it's like, this game is too small. We must now start questioning what on earth could possess a human being to say, I'm not trying to manifest car, house, relationship, anything like any humans want to manifest anymore. They say now I'm manifesting for outside. That has to be a very, very special spirit. So these are uh, universes working very, very much with these people. This is super conscious. They're tapped in. So they're feeling these downloads. They're channeling these downloads. Whether they are aware, whether they call it spirituality, whether they call it downloads, whether they call it channeling or not channeling, but we cannot deny it. That at times when we are most silent and most relaxed, ideas come through us. And those ideas were like, whoa, that would be a really cool idea. Most people will be distracted by mind and never execute it. That's why they will just be on the observing line. And that's why a lot of the time they will have an idea. Suddenly, next moment they go to the supermarket shelf, they see the idea that they're like, oh my God, somebody stole my idea. But it's not somebody executed it. You, were, you channeled the same collective library. No Energy can be created, nor destroyed, can only be transferred. Everything is energy. Energy is everything. Ideas are energy. It flows through us. Uh, so this is collective. Love it. Love it. So let me, let's dig a little bit into that. You know, there are some generations, some cultures that have, have heavier burdens, geography, generational curses, lack of education, ignorance, lack of resources, whatever you want to call it. If we talk about energy being transferred and gifted individuals are gifted with the ability to receive the positive energy they have inherited from multiple generations behind them, how do we shift that energy from someone that has not been blessed or feel that they have not been blessed with that type of positive energy? So, Everybody who comes into this game, this human game of life from energy form and are able to choose a character and be in a character and live a character for 80, 90, 100 years, that's already a blessing because they got to play the game. Sure. Uh, which level they start on is also a blessing. If you play a computer game, maybe you want to start from the bottom to explore and see what happens. 
uh, which character they're born in. Sometimes you see, sometimes if you play a computer game, it's the same thing. You see this one, it'll show their strength, their power, their attributes, and some will have less strength, less speed, and less. And sometimes you choose that character. Now you've got a question. What is the insanity behind you choosing the character, which you know doesn't run as fast as the other character, but you choose it. You choose it for excitement. You choose it because it's different. You choose it because it's going to be more fun. Yeah. Life, human life is the same. If we look at human life, imagine everybody said, okay, let's turn the whole world to peace and bliss. Yeah. That would be the most boring, boring, boring human existence. Imagine everybody who's listening right now, everybody who's watching right now, and me and you, we're on this podcast and we sit here smiling, peace and bliss. Yeah. How long can we sit for? After some yeah. time, we'll be like, wait, wait there a second, Peter. What are we doing? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. Well, so what is the point in human existence? We, we, at the end of it, we return to bliss and peace and bliss and collective anyway. So in this human existence, all the excitement is there. The challenges are there. Everything's there. But the only thing is when people, they have these, they say, oh, uh, where you refer to generation curse or, or, or from past life problems and things like that, they bring on this this thing. So all this upbringing society. So when this happens, not a problem. If you think because there's a problem, it's a problem because we expand the problem. People they often ask me. They say, "Master, what do I do with past life karma?" I say, "What would you like to do with it?" I like to get rid of it. I say, "Let me tell you how." Okay. So imagine like this. Imagine there was a point system. And imagine there's a zero here, there's all the minuses here and all the pluses here. And imagine uh, some people in uh, past life, they gained up to plus 50. Now you ask me, you say, Master, what should I do in this lifetime? I should say, get to plus 100 or get to plus 1,000. That should be your goal, you know, be even more plus, be even more positive, make more impact, make more difference and be more happy. Then they say, so, but you don't understand, Master, I'm on minus three, 300 from past life. What should I do, Master? I say, do good deeds. What should you do? Focus on positivity. What should you do? Love and compassion. What should you do? Be nice, kindness, practice kindness. Everywhere you go, practice kindness. Because what will happen? Very simple. The point system, you go, go 50, minus 50, you go minus 10, you go zero, you go 10. So your goal will be the same thing. You see, it's the same. So instead of thinking, how do I get rid of the past life karma? It's like saying, you made a mistake and you upset one of your best friends. What should I do, master? I upset one of my best friends. Be nice to them. <laughs> but how can I get rid of the upset? But how can I get rid of the upset? Well, the upset has been done. It's past now. Now you should not be focusing on that upset because if you keep focusing on the upset, there's more upset. So now be nice to them. Be kind. Give love. Then you earn your credits back. You see? Love it. <laughs> master, you suffer from depression in your 20s. And today you are happy, joyous, and free, Master. What was your process of transformation to become who you are today? Mm, it's a, that's a journey. <laughs> that, that's a journey, a lot of learning, a lot of experiences, a lot of challenges. But one thing that ignited it, one thing that ignited it, I was 24, 25. I signed my first $15 million deal. I thought money was uh, what was required to become successful, like a lot of people do. And I, I made the money. And for a 24, 25-year-old, it's uh, very overwhelming. I bought supercars. I bought my first Aston Martin. I bought a yacht. I bought a house on the water. And then very quickly, I, 
I started questioning, like many people do as well. Why do we do this? What's the point? Am I supposed to live the rest of my life like this? That's all? That's all to life? Is there anything else? Why are we here? So we asked the big question of purpose. When I started to ask more about it, I found I felt purposeless. I didn't I didn't find I couldn't figure it out at that time. And so um then certain thoughts came to mind, which was then might as well not be here. What's the point in life? You know, those negative sure. thoughts start sure. coming in. Sure. And so when those thoughts coming in, then also some suicidal thoughts also came in. And it's interesting how things work um, uh, from positive to negative and how life works in these cycles. Because at that moment was when there was a, a girl who was going on a volunteer trip in, in Kenya and she said, you should come. And I said, why on earth would I want to go to Kenya? <laughs> and I was in depression. You know, I didn't enjoy the life or anything. Why would I want to travel or anything? Um, then I, I remember I was drinking myself to sleep every day at that, that, that time. And my, fr- my friend said to me, this, I, I said to them, I said, there's this girl who asked me to go to Kenya with her on a volunteer trip. My friend said, don't go. It's very dangerous. I heard one word, dangerous. I didn't have the guts to do it myself, you know. And I, I thought, what if I go there? And it did happen to me. Then I'll be gone. Yeah. Like how messed up that mind was. Sure. sure. So, so, so I said, so I said, yeah, I called the Lisa and I said, Lisa, I'm coming with you. That was, uh, I said 10, 10 years, 10 years, 11 years ago now. Uh, so I said, yes, I went, I went to, I went with Lisa. I thought I was scared. My first time in Africa, I, I don't know what it's going to be like. I was scared every moment. I was thinking they're going to kill me. They're going to kill me. Someone's following me. Someone's following me. So I think they're going to stab me. They're going to shoot me. I was thinking all these things and, and good job. My manifestation powers were not so great back then. You see. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I went to, on the first day, we went up into a place called Mount Elgon uh, to visit an orphanage. And there was these orphan children in the, in the forest that didn't have homes. For the first time in my life, I seen them play out in the fields, biggest smiles I've ever seen in my life. Play, kicking this can around, having so much fun. The, the, um, this motherly figure was smiling, big beaming smile. No food, no clothes, no education, just kicking a can around, having so much laughter and joy. I stood from afar for the first time. I just burst into tears. And I was literally questioning. I said, what is wrong with you? You want to kill yourself. You have everything. They have nothing. And why they seem to be so happy. And what am I not getting here? And I started that uh, philanthropy journey. That's when I bought the piece of land, built the first orphanage. We have a school out there. Every year I go out. So uh, we're going out there end of this year again. Uh, so we have two acres of land. We have a school. We have an orphanage. We bring bring the kids in. We, we look after them. We educate them. We, we grow the crops as well on the land. And I've been doing it ever since. It changed my life. That was the first point because it taught me about happiness. It taught me about happiness. It taught me that happiness does not require what people would think, chasing money or chasing some form of success. Happiness can come from within. That was my first accidental spiritual journey. I, wouldn't, I didn't even know it was spiritual then. Now yeah. I'd class it spiritual to understanding happiness, joy. And when one understands that, then nothing can ever phase you. I had multiple times I was close to bankruptcy, uh, multiple times, never phased me. And guess what? Every time came back out, came back out, came back out. Everything was beautiful. Never, never phased me. To a point like now, people say, Yogi with Lamborghini. Look, it's all about materials. Look, year on year, yes, we've been blessed to be able to 
manifest more abundance and wealth into our platform, our, what we do and everything we do. But now, till 10 years ago, I live in the same house, which is 350,000. That's all it is. It's no million dollar house, right? The Lamborghini, I don't drive. I sold that actually a few, a few months ago. I don't, I don't, uh, there's no need for it. Right? In fact, I don't even have a car for myself. I just sit in my, my team's car. They take sure. me around. It's not required because blissful happiness is inside. Absolutely. Now, then people say, well, why are you always encouraging people should build business and, and build wealth and things? I say, because you need to understand the power of money. The people who say money is not important, I say, go speak to my kids in Kenya. They will tell you money is important because without money, most of them would be dead right now. They won't even have food. So you ask me, you say, is money important? I say, extremely important. Do I want to make more? Yes, I want to make an abundance of more. Why? Because it saves lives. It feeds people. It changes people. You can be the most conscious spiritual person in the world. And a lot of people, okay, I'm going to send healing. I'm going to send healing. You can send as much healing as you want, but the natural disaster that happened in whichever country, they're requiring their houses to be fixed right now and it requires okay. money. Absolutely. And that's the reality. Absolutely. So this is, now we're moving into the age of, I will call wealth consciousness, not just spiritual. Uh, we're talking about wealth consciousness. It's very important. I love it. Thank you so much for that clarification. So you said, it's a journey. When does the journey end? Yeah, when, when, why, why, would, why, why you want it to end? <laughs> it's a question. It should end. It should end. Infinite. We are infinite energy. Energy is infinite. Is infinite. So the consciousness level keeps moving. Look, we are here trying to figure out in planet Earth. Elon Musk is already beyond. He, he's figured out planet Earth cars, house, relationship, whatever. He's figured that out. Now he's like, I want to figure out planet Mars, right? So he's <laughs> figuring out other planet, right? Now, so when does it end? Well, the question needs to answer here is when does space end? Where does space end? Because our consciousness in, in even our, our limited science knowledge right now of space and how many planets and how many existences out there, how it all works, how everything fits together. Well, can you even travel this world to understand this world? Can you even understand all the cultures, religion, everything that happens in this world, right? Then beyond that, beyond that, which planets? Never ending. Yeah. Love Consciousness, it. spirituality is never ending. <laughs> Love it. What projects are you working on besides the orphanage in Kenya and how can we support you? Anyone can support by spreading love and positivity. That's all I ask from anybody. People always say, how do I thank you, Master? I say, if you spread this message onto more people, I said, that's helping me a lot because one person cannot do it all. If we come together in unity, we change the world. Uh, biggest project uh, we're working on, there's two projects. Maybe one is our app. We have our Creator Circle app. So it's free for everybody to download. It's an app, except every swipe is positivity. So we say every swipe feeds the soul. Instead of some people, you get com complaint, negativity. These, we don't allow in the app at all. So people report and it goes out. So all positivity. So that's the app, Creator Circle. Second thing is our land project. Right now in uh, California, we are setting up for a thousand acre land, a land of consciousness. So all conscious music will be there. Conscious food will be there. Physical practice, meditation practice, everything will be on that land. So it's a, it's a place for people to learn about consciousness. So... That's our, uh, that's our project, yeah. And all that information will be available in the show notes. Master Sri Hargashan, thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Peter. Namaste. Namaste. Thanks for joining us today on another episode of the Coming Clean Podcast. Make sure to join Peter and his next guest on a brand new episode as we continue changing and impacting lives across the world. Share this episode with a friend. Follow, subscribe, and leave a review. Go ahead and get it fast. Get it dash in my position. You will never last.